Hey, Chloe, should Christians listen to secular music? You know what? That's such a great question. Let's dive into that. Politics, culture, faith, and so much more. Listen to Fact of Life with Chloe Noller and Mattingly Watson on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. into that like we are diving into the pool right now right maddie grace oh yes, yes because not actually. it is the summer and i am living for this may weather we were pre-recording these so just so you know this is actually <laughs> march 29th we have very limited time because we can only do a 22 minute episode unfortunately we're not able to bring you a 44 minute content um, during the summertime, you know, as you know, Maddie Grace and I are both students at Hillsdale College, and as such, we are not here in the summertime. But you are getting content still, so we feel like that's a good, you know. Yeah. So trade-off? maybe like you're in between, like you're moving from like one beach to another, or so true. The green trees, the sunshine, the bees, the sitting on the beach. Oh. I cannot wait. I absolutely cracking love open a summer. Lacroix, drinking some kombucha. Mm-hmm. I'm not really a Lacroix gal. Oh, or a kombucha gal either, really. I don't know. I, kombucha's, what do you drink, actually? Your kombucha's good. Tea just gives oh, me headaches. You. Oh, I do good. like bubbler, though. Mm, bubbler? Bubbler's yeah, good. Yeah, one of my debate friends, Peyton, got me hooked on bubbler. Mm, so it's just... stuff. Good I don't stuff. know. There, some of the other, like, some other sparkling waters taste like TV static to me. Uh, but I don't yeah, I think it just kind of depends. It. I get it. You know, it's a really good point. I think it depends. <laughs> you know what? That's a great answer, though. It depends is kind of a great answer for this question. Should Christians listen to secular music? It, it depends. depends. <laughs> wow. We just answered it. All right. Thank you guys for listening. No, I'm kidding. Um, uh, so, all right. Tune in next week to hear Summer Snippets Episode 3. Bye, guys. <laughs> Something unique about Summer Snippets is that we're answering direct questions from our listeners. Today, we were asked the question, should Christians listen to secular music? Now, I think offhand, we're like, pfft. That's silly. But I think it's a really informed and great question. And I want to Mm -hmm. dive into that just a little bit because um, I think it's really applicable to today. And so, you know, just kind of thinking about it, my initial response was, uh, Maddie Grace asked me this. She was like, Clay, what would you do? And I was like, "Um, 1 Timothy 4-5. And so that's exactly what I'm going to read to you right now. That's actually what happened. I said, (laughs) Chloe, just make sure we're on the same page here. What do you think? And she was like, well, I'm going to start off by reading 1 Timothy 4.5. And I was like, all right, Queen, you do it. <laughs> so 1 Timothy, 1 Timothy 4.5 says, For everything created by God is good, and nothing is to be rejected if it is received with thanksgiving, for it is made holy by the word of God and prayer. That's a great verse. I think mm. it's so good. It, it applies to so much, um, the liberal arts and, and just so much. But I think um, music is such a wonderful gift. Music is beautiful. It is it's something that can and pull at a human's heartstrings more than anything. And it, 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 it invokes this sense of memory, this sense of uh, nostalgia. It, it's just a beautiful thing. And I think it is created by God to be good, to be used, um, you know, to be seen with thanksgiving, made holy by the word of God in prayer. I mean, there's some great worship music out there. There's some great um, composers that just give this beautiful music. And, but there's like, like I would say like 90% of the market out there is not Christian music. Um, there's so much music out there that maybe not all the messages are bad. Um, I, a lot of them aren't, but um, it's not Christian per se. And so, you know, I just think this is a super interesting question. Um, and it also reminded me of one other verse in 1 Corinthians 10. I've just been reading this and it says, 
I have the right to do anything, you say, but not everything is beneficial. I have the right to do anything, but not everything is constructive. No one should seek their own good, but the good of others. What is the good, Chloe? That's so great. The good is something being fulfilled. Little Hillsdale joke there, guys. We think we're funny. There's this. It's it's a constant. Like it's a joke that our president will go around and ask you what is the good, and then you try to you try to explain it, and you're usually you're always wrong. wrong. But that's okay. But it's good because it's a growth moment, and that's what we're here for. Mm -hmm. Hashtag growth. Yes. Character building. Again, kind of still playing into this. Um, you know, it, verse 29 it goes on to say, for why is my freedom being judged by another's conscience? Um, he said, whatever you do, whether you eat or drink, whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. I think this is just the answer right here. Whether you eat or drink, whatever you do, it all for the glory of God. Um, you know, there's a whole saying, like, what would Jesus do? Mm-hmm. And I feel like when you're listening to a song, you're like, would Jesus listen to this song? Yeah. That's I- a good question. And I think you should think about it. Yeah. And I think it applies, honestly. So our question today is specifically talking about music and, you know, secular mm-hmm. music. But if we're going to ask this question, why not just apply it to the rest of our lives? Like, should Christians read a book that's not the Bible? Like, mm-hmm. no. And it, this is something that the ch- early church fathers wrestled with when they were looking at Aristotle with Cicero um, mm-hmm. or, you know, ma- both Matty Grace and Aaron, um, liberal arts tradition. And it kind of goes through like a bunch of the early, early, you know, philosophers and church fathers and things like that. But a lot of people wrestled with like should I be reading secular philosophy or secular things? Because it's not the Bible. It's not the word of God. And it's not per se like super beneficial or something. But I think what they settled on was that kind of verse, first Timothy um, four, five was like everything created by God is good. And, and the things that God has given us and, and allowed us to do with our, the gifts that he's given us, like those things are good and, and they can be used for wonderful things they also can be used for really bad things. And, you know, with music especially, it's something that we think, um, think like we hear in our, our ears, we hear over and over again, things get stuck in our mind. And so, you know, I think it also applies to the verse in Colossians 2, 3, 2 to 10 that says, set your mind on things above, not on things that are on earth. Um, I personally believe um, that you should not listen to songs with swear words in them. That's my personal belief. And I know that there are a lot of other beliefs out there like, and I, I mean, I'm saying like really bad, really bad words. Like, um, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to say that. You should like, listen to songs that have really bad words in them. Yeah. Examples of these really bad words are cusses no, on air. <laughs> I would not do that. But um, there's a line, a hard line for me. And I am very uncomfortable actually when I listen to music that passes that line or um, I hear it. But that's, I mean, that's me personally. But again, um, I think that also plays into that verse I just read, like about another's conscience. I think. You know, some people are affected differently by music. And I mean, I, I get that argument. I really do. Like, I get that everyone's affected differently. You know, some people don't hear the words. They just, or they say they don't hear the words, but they just hear like the beat because it's a really good beat, you know? And I, I get it. Like, there are some great songs out there that like phenomenal musicianship, phenomenal music. Great. But the message is horrible and the words are horrible. And I, I just know, I'm sorry. You cannot listen to a song without hearing the words. I'm just, you can't. I'm sorry. But... That's also my personal opinion, but I also do think it's true. But anyways, um, it is important what you feed your mind on. And I know, like, I've had a lot of discussions with um, one of my close friends from home. When she is sad, she tends to listen to sad music, things that have sad messages, sad lyrics. 
and it just makes her even more sad. And then she gets sadder and then listens to more sad music and becomes even more sad. It happens to me. I do that too. spiral hole of sad. Yeah. That's why I'm I'm also guilty of that sometimes. I am too. It's a very, very common thing. And and my brother even is like, I don't listen to sad music because I don't want to get in that spiral. Yeah, I really tried to move out of that in college yeah and i mean i like i get it when you're sad like it can just be so soothing to listen to a sad song oh yeah so true but you need to limit yourself because otherwise you will spiral but there's some great music out there that can is uplifting and edifying yeah exactly and i you know this this whole question as a whole it's one i know it was one that my family talked about as we were growing up because there was one point when my mom was like, wait, this is something we should really be questioning, guys. Like, mm-hmm. My family talks about it all the time. But it, it really goes back. Like, There's so many Bible verses. They may not speak to music in particular. But things like, like in everything you do, work as if you're working for the Lord. Mm-hmm. And then going back to like what Chloe said about what would Jesus do. And then there's also the aspect of not putting a stumbling block in Maybe it's your walk with God or a stumbling block in others' walk with walks with mm-hmm. God. And so when you think about that, and then further, it's like, what if you add into the equation, okay, if I had enough musical talent to produce a song that would be at this spot on the Billboard charts and have this tune to it, would I still produce a song that has these words in it or has these connotations in it? And... It's like when you put it that way, too, it's another question. Like, oh, would you? Well, maybe you would. If it's a bad song, you probably shouldn't. I know maybe your conscience has run loose. But the point is, it's just, it's more than just secular music, yes or no. It's what is being said in that in that specific song you're looking at. What are the connotations? What are the words? Mm-hmm. And then it's not even just music in that scenario is really for the rest of your life. Like, applying yeah. it to all scenarios but this really it is a great question, and it is one, no matter what conclusion you come to, that I think we should all all ponder at one point or another. I do think that's so, I mean, it's so true. And I was being cynical earlier. I mean, I really do think that it is an individual choice. I mean, I do believe that whatever you put in your earbuds, whatever you're listening to, it does affect you. Whether or not you think about it, it does affect you subliminally. And, like, those words will be circulating in your mind. Those messages will be in your mind even if you're not even realizing it. And so it's just so important to that the stuff you put in your brain is actually good. Like, you know, there's this thing, you are what you eat because what you eat becomes who you are. And I think that's that's true. What you feed your mind with is what you think about and what you're going to then do and become. And so it's just like, it's important to know your limits. It's important to understand what you can and can't do. I know that for some people, they don't really care really music does not really matter to them and if they hear a song with swear words in it they could care less like it's just it doesn't matter to them and I mean if that's you like I guess that's fine but but also I just think to be aware of what you're putting in your mind what you're hearing on the radio or what you're hearing you know through your your playlists you know um my family has talked a lot about this because we are very musically oriented and um you know there have been many times where I've been you know on a car ride with my parents and my brother and we're like you know, jamming to music, and it's like, wow, I've listened to, like, all the same playlists, so I'm going to listen to, like, my other stuff, and you're going to, like, go through, and, and some songs, my dad's like, Chloe, what are you listening to? And um, I I really appreciate my dad's perspective in that. Um, I think I'm probably a little more less conservative than he is in that respect, which is funny because I feel like I have a very strong view of it, but, um, <laughs> 
but but I, I every time he says that I really appreciate it because it's a it's a point for me to check my heart and say okay Chloe no actually what are you listening to because it's a temptation to listen to really good music because there's some people out there that know what they're doing with music and they make a great song that I just want to jam to and I really it really is so easy to mm-hmm. not think about what you're listening to after mm-hmm. a while um I know there's like I feel like if you've ever played Just Dance, they always have, like, the most popular songs. I feel like one of the classic scenarios that I've heard a lot of people go go through is they're, you know, they're jamming out to their Just Dance songs with their friends, and then um, they don't really fully realize what the songs are saying until they are, like, their parents or, like, they have, like, a new friend in the room, and they're suddenly like, oh, like, that's it's what's been really putting bad. into my brain this whole time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, with that, even if you're not consciously sitting there and thinking... This song I am listening to is telling me that I should insert whatever you can think of at the moment. Like, even if you're not consciously sitting there and thinking it, like that's still playing it, still telling you that, and mm-hmm. it's still contributing to that subconscious message that's flowing through your brain. Mm-hmm. And um, so that, and that message is still it's still it's still there, and it connects right back with the dating and hookup culture episode and so many other things too. I know when I was younger, um, there were certain shows that my parents would not let me watch not because i mean yes there were ones because they had like cussing and bad messages and stuff but there were certain ones that i wasn't allowed to watch simply because the um the kids were disrespectful to their parents and at the time i was like this is so stupid i just want to watch this show because dude obviously you were you allowed to watch the little mermaid yes oh but i hated all because he's just disrespectful to her dad yeah, I'm going to be really honest. I haven't seen Little Mermaid in a long time. I haven't either. Well, I mean, I've seen it once. That's it. My entire lifetime. When I was like, yeah. when I was like th- 15. Actually, no, it was like 18. I actually literally. can't even. Like, I know I've seen The Little Mermaid before, but I could not couldn't tell, tell you, you what happens. <laughs> I'm, guys, I was a really rare child. I was not a fan of, like, the Disney princesses. I mean, there are some that I liked. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I don't know. I think they just scared. Like, Cinderella I was really, was my guys, I was really easily scared by animated characters. That's like so sad. Swiper from Dora. I was I so scared of him. Did you never watch Dora? No. Oh, I love oh, Dora. But like, I had a dream that Swiper was like trying to kidnap me once. Oh, it was bad. Terrifying. But like, the point is, maybe in these shows I wasn't allowed to watch as a kid. They weren't like the whole point of the show was not that they would disrespect their parents, but it was an underlying thread throughout it. And so my parents made the decision not to let me watch them because they didn't want me to pick up those habits. Mm. And so mm-hmm. now it's our own responsibility to make those decisions for ourselves. And maybe the habit isn't disrespecting your parents. Maybe it's another habit. But those underlying threads are still there. And so whether it's secular music or whether it's reading books or watching movies, mm-hmm. those are questions we need to be asking ourselves. No, guys, so true. I have a, I have a personal story, a personal Ooh, anecdote about what we happened We love personal anecdotes. Circa, like, American Girl era, McKenna was Girl of the Year. I love American yeah. Girl. Well, I did. I, I did. We don't support them anymore, truly. Um, but back in the day, McKenna was the Girl of the Year. McKenna was a gymnast. I she remember that year. She had her own movie. Like... Oh, so good. Loved McKenna. But I watched this movie and um, great and all. And so then the next couple of weeks kind of go, go on and I start acting really strange. Like my mom is noticing that I'm being very flippant, very like know-it-all, kind of like don't care what other people are saying, just kind of like dramatic. And she's like, Chloe, like, what are you doing? And I was called out so many times. And then we all watched McKenna one night again. And she looks at McKenna, like in the movie, and she looks at me 
And she's like, literally, that's who you are. Like, you're acting like McKenna. Because in this movie, McKenna is a brat. She's literally a brat. I'm sorry. She just Calls is. out the, <laughs> no. like, 12-year-old character <laughs> in a movie. No, she was. And she's so dramatic. And she she was very disrespectful to her parents. She was just like, oh, my goodness. Life is so wrong. And it's, like, all everyone else's fault. And I just, like, ugh. But I truly picked up on that. And I was acting like her. Because I saw that on the TV. And mom was like, Chloe, that's what you're doing. And I was like, you're so right. And so I stopped and moved on with my life. That's truly what happened. Mom was like, yeah. night and day difference. I was like, I wow. Mean, that's how things work. But it's true. What you put your mind on, what you listen, what you watch, what you, you think, like it informs what you think. And I think this is also true with movies. I mean, people ask and talk mm-hmm. about this a lot too. Like, what's the line? What's the line in movies? Like, should we... I, I think it's a little less clear for me on violence. I mean... There's a lot of really amazing war movies out there that truly just like tell the story of what happened and you can't understand it without the violence. I think it depends it. on the violence and like it the does. context of mm-hmm. like cuz like you'll see a lot of movies and stuff about the life of Jesus mm-hmm. be rated R because oh, of his yeah. gruesome mm-hmm. death and it's like those are very hard ones to watch but obviously like we want to watch right. them for that. And then there are some war movies like you said. So I think it does a lot of this whether it's secular music or books or movies or any other that kind of form i think it really does come down to a case-by-case scenario no it really does and it takes discernment which is something mm. that you know you have to you have to learn um and and so grow true. it's it's truly discernment i mean even even the movie narnia right my parents loved that movie we all loved it as a Were family you not allowed to watch narnia no no, no, no. i was allowed to watch narnia oh, okay. but we always my parents always wanted us to look away during the scene where aslan is killed because oh, I hated that it's, scene. It's I always really, away. It's really terrible. And it, it's just, I mean, it's 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 good to know. And like, especially going, like growing up and looking back on it, it was like, wow, like I see why they did that. Because it's just this really stunning and shocking and horrific moment. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I a think lot of this does me, correlate to age too. Definitely. Oh yeah, absolutely. But um, also with like, with, with violence for me, you know, there are some movies where it's just literally needless violence and it's, it's, it's. Exempl- it's shown and it's just like okay there's no reason for this it's not even a true story like there's no point and i find that sickening like i just find this this violence for no reason i don't know why we like to watch that i don't know why that intrigues us but i mean i think it just it takes me back to the gladiator days like why we find like and that also has to do with video games i think that's also big it's all this media culture kind of idea surrounding america media's kind of ruined us not gonna lie no, it really has Founding fathers would be so so depressed but i just yeah i think it all comes down to discernment i think that there are some things that are not good and true and beautiful and i think we're supposed to we're called to set our minds on things that are above i think ephesians also pulls in some more context with this ephesians 5 5 says therefore be imitators of god as beloved children walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. It goes on in the chapter to say, at one time you were in darkness, but now you are a light in the Lord. Walk as children of the light, for the fruit of light is found in all that is good and right and true. Try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead instead expose them, for it's shameful to even speak of the things that they do in secret." I think this just applies so well. We, we, we are to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. We're to take no part in the unfruitful works of the darkness, but expose them. And so I think that p- pertains to let's not listen to music that has um, horrible, explicit content, that has swear words that are, are circulating in our mind. That's not 
um, good and true and beautiful. I mean, that's literally what he says, good, right, and true. That's not a something that is above. Let's not think about um, utter violence for no reason. I think it's important to know about the wars. It's important to know about our history, but we're not to set our minds on that. Um, it's also important, you know, in, in video games to not be overcome by this, but also in all of this to use discernment. Some things are okay for people and some things are not okay for people. Some things could be a sin for some people and not for others. It truly is an individual thing, like we just said, and you need to be discerning. But I also just think from my personal perspective, you have to be so, so careful with music. And I, I really do have to check my heart and look through my playlist every once in a while to say, Chloe, what are you listening to? What are you filling your mind with? Is this pleasing? Is this good, right, and true? Mm -hmm. So you asked us this question, should Christians listen to secular music? And I really like how Chloe ra like wrapped up her thoughts there because I, I think she has some really wise, really discerned insight on this. But when it comes down to it, what kind of secular music are you listening to? What are the lyrics saying? What is the overall message? Is secular music as a whole bad? Absolutely not. You just, like Chloe said, have to utilize and build that discernment. It's like you said, you said you don't literally go through your songs and say, this is what it's telling me. I think that'd be a great exercise. Go through your songs and your favorite playlist and mm -hmm. go, this song, um, Castle on the Hill, tells me. <laughs> well, also, you know, like, like, that's another good exercise to, like, actually do is make sure, like, whenever you're worshiping. Mm -hmm. Because, like we said, Absolutely. it's so easy to tune out and, like, not really realize what you're listening and saying. But when you're, like, take away secular music. Whenever you're like have worship music, like let's be mindful of what we're saying because like that's the like whole purpose of us, you know, mm -hmm. singing it. And then also looking at that is what you're listening to acting as a stumbling block in your walk with God. Is it what about what like others walk with God? It's just really all comes down to discernment and mm -hmm. really being able to discern what what you're listening to. And God God tells you, if you need wisdom, ask of it and it will be given mm -hmm. to you. So pray for yes. discernment. Exactly. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to this week's summer snippet on Should Christians Listen to Secular Music, where we answer questions you guys asked us. If there was something we covered in this episode that maybe you'd like us to dive into a little bit more in later future episodes when we have our full episodes back during the school year, make sure to send us an email at factoflifepodcast at gmail.com. Or maybe send us a direct message on Instagram or Twitter and follow us while you're at it. You can find us at Fact of Life Podcast on Instagram and at Fact of Life Pod on Twitter. Make sure to tune in next week wherever you get your wherever you listen to your podcast, or maybe go back and listen to one of our previous episodes. And as always, you can listen to us on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. It's been a pleasure this week, guys. As always, my name is Chloe Noller. And I'm Mattingly Watson. And, and we, we approve, approve this message. message.